on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. I started doing a little bit of PT on the side and I loved it. The days where I got to be in that setting. And so I started thinking, why do I feel so differently when I'm going to work in my like 10 to 7 p.m. clinic job and I'm jumping out of bed at 6 a.m. for a patient at the gym? Welcome to In The Rack Podcast where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I am your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick. Uh, Today, we have actually another fellow physical therapist in the rack, and her name is Marissa. Her last name is St. Germain. Yes. Is that correct? Correct. I always have to make sure. But I'm, I'm like, you're, my you're, batting average is pretty yeah, good. You're pretty you're good, good, man. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. She's from Magnify Physical Therapy. Uh, she has two locations as far as I know, right? Yes. Dover and Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she's been here before, but we were like, man, we got to have you on the podcast because our models are very, very similar. So I know that a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today is going to be very similar. There's going to be a lot of crossover. So I'd uh, love to be able to kind of get in the weeds with you today. So she... She is, uh, you're a CrossFitter too, I think, right? That, that's like your, one of your things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she, she loves CrossFit, but she's also a board certified neurological clinical specialist. Yes. Is, okay. All right. NCS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NCS. Yeah. She's like the first NCS we've had on the podcast, yeah. which is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is yeah. really, really cool. So, yeah. um, actually probably the first neuro anything. Yeah. Maybe. Cause you don't typically see the, the neuro specialist no. in outpatient. Nope. Which is, mm, it's unique. Mm-hmm. Nope. So that's good. Oh, yeah. I have a fun story about that. Yeah. yeah and I actually <laughs> literally just had a patient text me this morning and asked if we did uh, like BPPV treatments. And I was like, uh, we do, but we don't specialize. <laughs> but I actually yeah. have somebody coming on the podcast Loosely. today. <laughs> yeah. And I gave her your name. So, oh, cool. um, so yeah, so she, I'm sure she'll be reaching out. So I, I, and I've sent a few other people there too, because we, we dabble, but we don't, we, we know our, not our limitations. Yeah. yeah, yeah we know our sure. limitations. So, uh, it is good to know other, I think I turned your head right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this the right, is it right or left? Do I finish yeah. right? Do I finish left? You feel like you're ah. going to throw up right now? Oh, left. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, cool. yes. yeah, exactly. So that's why they're going to go see Marissa. Um, so Marissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, magnify physical therapy and all that? Cool. Well, thank you so much, guys, for having me. Every time I walk in here, it's just, oh, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> like, this is the dream. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to have colleagues in the area, and I feel like I can look up to you guys, and we can just chat about things. And so I really appreciate Sweet. your time here. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Oh, love it. So um, I'll start a little bit about me, and then we'll kind of go into Magnify PT. So I have been a physical therapist for eight years, and I started mostly working in acute care, in hospital setting, acute rehab really fell in love with the neuro population. Um, It just struck me how people couldn't even do simple tasks, like standing up from a chair, things that I took for granted every single day and did hundreds of times a day, and someone couldn't do that. That really kind of struck my heart. So I'm like, I want to help people who are the weakest of the weak. 
Um, so a couple, couple years into that field, I was feeling kind of stagnant. Everything was just kind of going through the motions, wasn't really feeling challenged. And that's when I decided, Hey, why not? Let's go do a residency for, for neuro. And it was totally crazy. I went to Jacksonville, Florida for a year and did my residency through Brooks rehab. And it was just incredible. I met so many great colleagues and PTs who were also wanting to be better and just not go with the norm and, and not just conform. So they asked a lot about like, well, why do you do certain things? Why have you been treating people this way for three years? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. I don't know because it, it kind of works. Um, so that was really cool just to learn a little bit more and explore and try different things. Um, and one of the things that stuck with me the most when I was there was one of my instructors said, Marissa, we have all this great equipment here, but you should be able to do a quality physical therapy session, whether you have the high tech equipment or whether you have a stick. And that really, that really drove it home for me of like, wow, okay, I don't need to have all this fancy stuff. And also we need to make this really meaningful and valuable. Um, so after that, came back home to New England after that year down there in Florida. And I'm from New Hampshire originally. My family's here. So I wanted to be back up in the Northeast and got back into acute care, acute rehab, did a little bit of outpatient neuro. And then um, there was an opportunity where I was in a CrossFit gym as an athlete myself. And the owner there was like, oh, you're a PT? Oh my gosh, you should do PT here. And just kind of like came up organically. I'll go back in a second to how CrossFit and <laughs> yeah. PT kind of got integrated. Yeah. Um, but from a timeline perspective, I started doing a little bit of PT on the side at the gym. Um, I wasn't even charging people for it. Just kind of like, hey, you have some shoulder pain? Let's let's go through an eval. Let's try this. Um and I loved it. The days where I got to be in that setting, oh my gosh, I like jumped out of bed. I was so excited. Um, and so I started thinking like, huh, this is, this is interesting. Why do I feel so differently when I'm going to work in my like 10 to 7 PM clinic job and like, oh, can't make it through the day. And I'm jumping out of bed at 6 AM for a patient at the gym. Like, hmm. This is interesting. So there came an opportunity a couple of years ago for me to get out of that medical system. And it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, I guess this is the time. I guess we're jumping ship and starting yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting the practice. Um, so that's where Magnify Physical Therapy came into fruition. I thought a lot about cash-based system. And that had been a process for a couple years before I officially went full-time. Um, but I just love how I'm able to really give people the full value of not just getting good enough. You know, insurance doesn't cut you off when you're 70% better just because you checked a little box on the outcome measure. You know, like we can get to that full 100% and really test the limits of your everyday life. So that's what 
I'm really passionate about. Yeah, and, and you can do it your way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it their way, mm-hmm. which yep. we all know is the yep. best way. And yeah. for example, I started seeing someone for shoulder pain, but through the process, they're like, oh, I, I meant to tell you, like, I'm also having hip pain and knee pain on the other side. And like, I'm having some elbow stuff. I'm like, great. Let's look at, let's look at everything, everything. because yeah. you're a whole yeah. person and yeah, you need absolutely. to treat the person. Absolutely. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. One thing um, I love that from your story is that you basically, so one piece of advice I actually heard from uh, Nick St. Louis, who goes, he's the foot collective. So he basically just said, find out what you love to do in life and find a way to make money doing that. And I'm like, that's really good advice, you know, and that's exactly what he did. You're like, man, I like this way more. Not that you didn't like it. You just, you know, it, it kind of felt mundane. It felt like work. And then this other thing didn't, and you like, okay, cool. I can figure out a way to make money off it. Um, that's that. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the neuro background is super interesting to me. Like just because like from, from the, the cultural PT perspective, like neuro, oh yeah, you go into the hospital and you deal with people with strokes. Like that's just what you do. So you have this, this kind of unique lens that you can take. And cause I'm sure going through that, that your residency, you dealt with a very different population than you, what you see on a day-to-day basis, right? Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that lens you get is, is pretty cool that you can see that. Cause I mean, Chad and I, I mean, we see that like, I, I go home and have conversations with my wife. She does pediatrics and she's telling me this stuff. And I'm like, this is so different from my day, you know? It's, and so we see a lot of the similar presentations. Um, so having that, that background probably gives you, um, an added bonus when looking at these people like, huh, all this stuff you're talking about, that person who said like elbow, whatever, you're like, okay, you're taking that, that more neural approach, which is super important in that regard. If they're having all those things going on without a doubt. Yeah. What I found so striking too is in the hospital, yeah, maybe you'd be working someone that had an acute spinal cord injury, but then at another part during that year in my residency, we would be seeing people in an outpatient setting who were 10 years post-stroke and still making gains. And they had the ability to continue to get this intensive rehab. And that was so cool because I'm I'm such a nerd, like (laughs) such a nerd. I'm like, wow, like this doesn't have to stop. This healing doesn't have to stop. And we can be persistent in that. Um, And I mean, my dream is to one day have more of that end of care and and like I call it phase four of the rehab mm. world yeah. where let's say you have had a stroke or you have had a spinal cord injury or brain injury, but you want to get back to doing things like you did before, whether that's recreationally or sports or being outside, being active, that doesn't have to stop two, three years post-injury. We can keep, keep pushing, keep training. Yeah. So. I mean, we bash the healthcare system a lot on this podcast, so we'll just go ahead and do it. Yeah, um, let's go. <laughs> like, this was a big thing. So I went to Springfield College, and they have a, a stroke group there, and most of the people in that group are 10-plus years outside of their stroke. So I had a, a good amount of experience through school in in that population as well. And it's just crazy because the healthcare system, once it hits that six months, it's like, nope, that's what you have, what you have gotten in the last six months, you're done. Like, that's it. That's all we can give you. Ten because it's chronic. Yeah, it's chronic lifetime. now. Yeah, it's chronic now. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing else that can, can be done from, from the healthcare perspective. It's like, whoa, hold up. That's, <laughs> that's not the way it should be, but that's the way it is. So things like that to help, um, 
people continue to, to make strides is huge. And it's not just strokes, it's everything. I mean, someone who, you know, has a knee injury, like your brain remembers that injury. So the chances of you have, I mean, the biggest indicator for an injury is previous injury, right? So the chances of that knee flaring up again at some point are high. Um, and, and people will probably come across that at some point. Uh, so being able to have the tools and strategies and confidence to manage that when that, when that you do come face to face with that, um, is super powerful. And that's, that's kind of where we're at, um, to it perform. Like that's, that's, um, that's our, our market really, you know, we don't do as much. We used to do a ton of post-op, a ton of acute injury. We don't do as much unless they're a, you know, returning patient typically, um, so it's more so the, the maintenance phase, that phase four, like you were talking about. Yeah. And I think a lot of the post-ops that we see nowadays too is, I mean, I phase, guess you could phase consider three. it a phase three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right but, before but phase they're, four. They're in their phase four yeah. where they're just like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I have nowhere else to go. I've tried everything. Yeah. And now this is the last resort. Right. So I feel like this is yeah, the final step for a lot of these people. Yeah. And it's, it's not only gratifying, but it's also tough too. Right. Cause like you're trying to fix I hate to use the word fix. We're trying to rehab somebody that has been in the system for so long. So now it's like there's this mental component and this physical component that we're challenged with, right? So, uh, but I mean, how many people do we get like that that are just like, wow, I can't believe this is what physical therapy actually is, right? And that, for me anyways, is like, that to me is is the reason why we do what we do. You know, that gets me up in the morning where it's like, you know, I feel good about what I do because everybody that comes in is like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, this is nothing I've ever experienced. This is like, you know, this yeah. is my drive, you know? And it's it's a shame that people are finding finding out about that later, you know? And like, oh, if we just, if we just had this great experience right at the beginning, can you imagine how quickly you might have recovered or... Um, one thing that I do have to say in general, the fitness community really is making strides at looking at this holistic, For sure. you know, like wanting to have movement as medicine and um, even for the adaptive community, you know, there are strides being taken for this. And at the same time, it's sad that our own medical professionals aren't being pioneers in this area. Um, and I think that was one of the things that, brought me to CrossFit. Uh, it was my, one of my final, final clinicals as a student and it was a manual therapy outpatient clinical. And, uh, my CI, Steve Moran, he's a great guy, owns CrossFit, physical, um, Crossroads Physical Therapy in Connecticut. And he has a CrossFit gym right across the driveway. And he said, kind of jokingly, Marissa, you, in order to pass this clinical, you need to take CrossFit. Like, no excuses. <laughs> it's right across the driveway. Nice. Um, and he's like, haha, just kidding. No, but really. Go get your butt in the gym. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I grew up as a ballerina and a dancer for 16 years. So I had never, I had never yeah. weight trained. I had never yeah. lifted. Even in PT school, we never learned how to properly do a squat no, or yeah, a push up no. or a pull up. Like, yeah. oh, don't get me on that soapbox. Um, no. You learn how to properly do external rotation on the shoulder. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, single leg balance. <laughs> cool. Um, so that was that was honestly an entire turning point in my journey as a PT, as an individual. Um, I learned how to move, and then that motiv motivated me. Like, wow. I need to teach other people 
how to move well like this. Um, so, and it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Nick and I talk about that all the time. Like it's very rare that we go to any PT conferences now. It's all fitness based uh, or coach based because it not only jives well with our model, but I mean, we have a better uh, relationship with yeah. that type of, of yeah. model, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that type of person too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten to the point where a lot of times I, I, I don't want to say I just assume that some of the strength coaches are a little bit more knowledgeable in the, you know, just the, the general movement realm than the actual physical therapist, but I'm close to it where I'm like, you know, talking to some people and they're just concerned about how they're moving. They're like, oh, should I go see, you know, go to PT? I'm like, you know, get a, get a good trainer first, get a good strength coach. Um, like the PT will be there, but, um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of bad that that's where PT has gotten where, you know, we're the quote unquote movement specialist yet people really can't even let alone coach up the movement. They can't like see it, you know? Um, so you know, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad. I guess that's a good segue into this question, which is, um, where do you see the field of physical therapy, right? Like where, where, and where do you see it going? Like where, where is your vision for physical therapy? Where would you like to see it go? Like, do we feel like where we, where we need to be? Do you know what I mean? And wow, that's a great question. You know, <laughs> save the world right now. I only, I only asked yeah. that question. Somebody asked me that question not too long yeah. ago. And I was like, that's a really good question. You know, I kind of see the field of physical therapy diverging into two different directions. Um, The first thing that I thought of was the PT teams that I've worked with in the hospital setting in acute rehab. They are so knowledgeable. I've worked with incredible people who are so passionate about helping their patients get better, really providing quality interventions. I I see that on a daily basis in the acute care setting, those people are trying to do the best that they can. And it's just the hospital and the medical system that, you know, kicks people out and (laughs) insurance doesn't cover it. And, um, you know, that's a limiting factor, but in that, in that lens, I think we do still have a lot of work to do as far as advocating for our patients in that setting calling the doctors to task and saying, hey, no, they can't go home. They're not safe. We need to do more digging as far as why their balance is off. Like, they're not going to go home like this. Um, And then in the outpatient world, the last time I was there, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now, it was, I was not happy with where the direction where it was going. Um, Very cookie cutter based you know, as PTs in that setting, we're so afraid to push our patients to challenge them because, oh gosh, they might be in pain and then they might not show up. Um, and that's not to say that we push our patients in order that they're in pain, but I think there needs to be more conversations about holistic living and not just, oh, we're going to zoom in on your knee pain and just, just treat your knee. Um, yeah, I feel like we need to do a lot better. You know, right now, the cash-based solution gives us that ability to go outside the norm, to not have any of those restrictions, how we need to treat patients. Um, but I'd love to see that as the norm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> this, needs for sure. To, this needs to be the norm. Yep. Um, and and I, I always say, too, like, I feel in the – I know – 
the nice thing about physical therapy is that we have a wide scope of practice. Like we can do pediatrics, we can do geriatrics, we can do neuro, right? Like it's so cool. Like we have so much that we can do. And I, it really disturbs me when people like really bash the profession. Like PT sucks. It's like PT is so cool. Like there's so much shit you can do. Like how many other professions can you have 50 different options? I, I don't know. Any. Absolutely. Off the top of my head anyways. But I think that especially in our model, right? Um, in the outpatient setting, I feel that it almost needs to go where, and no disrespect to doctors, but I feel that we as um, doctors of physical therapy need to become more of the primary care providers. Not saying we're becoming the medical doctor, but we can be this wealth of resource for patients, right? Like, I mean, Nick's got his functional medicine certification, yeah. right? Like Badass right we can there. talk about <laughs> nutrition. We can talk about sleep. We can talk about recovery. We can talk about physical therapy. But I think if you're just providing physical therapy, I think you're providing a disservice to the patient because by just saying, hey, my shoulder hurts, and then you do your banded external rotations for days, right? I think it's 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 a complete disservice to the patient. There are so many other factors that play into that pain or, you know, into what's going on with that person that that we can touch on right absolutely it's crazy you know yeah i think the disclaimer too uh so chad and i talk about the negatives of just the field of physical therapy a lot we and we're primarily referring to outpatient correct what marissa was describing about um this unique uh group of of individuals inpatient that are helping people massively it's a very, it's almost like we should, we should have a different name. It's, it's inpatient, outpatient, but like almost like if they won't, if, if we keep them the physical therapists and then we like make our name something, different. I don't know, <laughs> because they do like such um, very similar work, but in, in what they're doing, it's like, you know, I couldn't do it and I knew I couldn't do it, um, you know, just because it takes um, like so much more like mental fortitude i feel with when you're when you're in that type of a setting um and i'm just weak-minded um, no, it's super uh, high risk no it is fast yeah. pace yeah right right yeah. um but yeah it's just like it's 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 very different um so we're not necessarily when we're 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 bashing the the uh you know the field it's more so about the outpatient specifically just because of the things we were just talking about but yeah no i think i think you're right i think more of that primary care type um you know, type role would be, would be huge. Like you should, you should probably work with a good physical therapist with some regularity, not just when something flares up, right? Like that's, that's the big um, perception. I think we have to change. It's not like you don't just go to a physical therapist because something hurts or something's broken or something's torn or whatever you go, you know, because you, you have a relationship with them ongoing for the rest of your life and they check in on things just as your PCP would. And, they check on check in on things from a different perspective, you know. Something that happened as you're as you're talking, it reminded me of a story. We have this um, like Facebook group for this CrossFit gym that I'm a part of, and people will post on on there often, like, "Hey, um, how do you know if you have like a shoulder injury, or like, who do I go to see for for shoulder stuff?" And they're like asking for doctors, and I, my initial response is like, "How?" like I am right here I'm one of your coaches like how do you not know and then it hits me 
they don't know. They don't know they that don't. Yeah. we can be, I can look at your shoulder. I can diagnose and treat, come up with a plan. I don't need imaging for that. Great. Sometimes imaging is helpful. Side note, <laughs> but 90% of the time, based on what we know about the body, about how we move, we can do that. That's part of our skill set. So I think having a better awareness in our individual communities, but then the community as a whole, hey, call up your PT, get in there. That will be more effective and more efficient than going to see your PCP, who's going to not understand all the complexities. So. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of our job, right? Yeah. Like that's part of, of, and that's our fault, right? That's our fault as physical therapists. We didn't do a very good job at explaining what we can and can't do. We don't advocate well for ourselves. We don't like chiropractors do a great job at that. You know, we don't. And people are like, Oh, well, everybody knows that if they go to a chiropractor, it's because they have a spine issue. I was like, yeah, why do you think that is? Because they do a really good job at marketing for spine, and mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we drop the ball there. But you're right. It's it's us advocating in the community. It's us advocating, you know, to our current patients. It's like spreading this awareness so that it's just like, oh, I don't have to see a doctor. I can see a physical therapist. There's direct access in my state. I don't even have to. I don't even need a script. I can just go walk right in. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's these patients don't know this. I literally just had that conversation with that patient the other day. I'm like, you do know that like you could just see us without a script. She goes, really? She goes, wow, I've, I've worked, she works in um, HR where she actually does benefits for employees. And she goes, <laughs> wow, I really had no idea about that. I'm like, so, that's crazy. do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, no, you're right. They just don't know. And I used to get, I used to get upset about that too, but it's like, who should I really be upset at? You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. I'm upset at the wrong people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly. true. So. And sometimes it feels selfish or like I never want to be prideful and be like, oh, everyone needs to come see me because I'm the best. But but if we don't tell people, we're doing them a disservice. That's right. Like it's not a pride thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then once you get to the point where you're um, – more recognized in your community, people are going to start speaking for you. They're going to be like, nah, just go to Magnify or go to Proform. You know what I mean? They'll take care of you. You know what I mean? Um, instead of saying, hey, go see Dr. So-and-so, you know? Um, and that's, when when you start having your patients speak for you, that's like, you, you know you're there. Yeah. It's like Google. And that's know? probably the way to change it <laughs> on a cultural level, right? Is everyone does their own job in their own little community and then that carries over into other community and so on. You know, it's not, we're not going to go to you know, knock on the doors at, in DC and be like, Hey, we need to change this right now. Cause the, listen to our podcast. We talked all about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we have a like, great plan. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not going to work. Yeah. Not going to work. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's some change has to be made. And it, some of the onus, just like anything else, some of the onus is on, on the PT, some is on the consumer, right? Like we all have to do our due diligence and, and, uh, and I tell that to patients all the time. It's like, you know, you need to take in as much information as you can about your particular situation, see multiple specialists, see different people, get different, uh, you know, perspectives, research stuff on your own, ask other people if they've had this particular injury or, or pain or whatever. And then you got all this information and then you decide what's best for you in this moment with, you know, with you, yourself, your family, your current, your current situation. Cause it's, it's, it's different for everybody for sure. And developing a network and a team around you, you know, like, I know what I can do as a PT and I know there are things that I, I'm not going to give you a full hour massage. Like 
you need to go see someone else for that. Like, let's work on different pieces. And so I've been, I've, I've loved building my network, you know, my dream team. Um, and there are some really great personal trainers that I'm like, you know what, you're done with PT for, you know, I'm, I'm not loving, you know, I'll do a little strength program for you, but for what you need, go see coach there, go see coach yeah, Royce. Like sure. they, Not they huge. will have you in good hands. So yeah, without a doubt. And, and the patients will respect you for that as well. Like if, if there's something that's outside of the scope of your practice, like if somebody's like, Hey, um, do you treat vertigo? I'd be like, no, but I know somebody that does. Like I, there was the other day that somebody was like, Hey, do you know of anybody that does massage? Yep. So I gave them a business card for massage. They were like, Oh, how about acupuncture? Yep. It's like I gave out, must have gave out like five referrals. I'm like, wow, you know everybody, huh? And I'm like, no, I just, I just have a good, like you said, network, good mm-hmm. team, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, like if you've developed that community and that network, you know, it's, it's super powerful. It's not only powerful for like referral sources for you, like when somebody has an issue, like that they need physical therapy, but also you know, you are an ultimate resource for your patients for a multitude of things. I mean, I, I refer patients to psychologists. I got two psychologists I refer to, yeah. like, you know what I mean? We've got a pharmacist that we refer to, yeah. a dentist. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I referred someone in the dentist the other day. Yeah, yeah. see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, You referred someone for ayahuasca, you know, last yeah, week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> totally made up. I would never do that. So. But I know somebody that <laughs> does play with mushrooms. So, do you know what I mean? If that's your thing, I got yeah. your guy. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. it's it's fun, you know? Yeah. And, and no, you, It's true, yeah. Yeah, so... You got to have a person for everything, you know, and it could seem so far out there and you could meet this person and be like, wow, I'm never going to use this person. Somebody's going to ask me, be like, you know what? Actually, I know know somebody. Yeah. 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 That's actually been a great thing about this podcast Mm. is um, enhancing the network a little bit. Yeah. Um, You know, another good way, like we are, our go-to for dentistry down in Boston actually was, we, it's a previous podcast, but. I, I'm a patient of his and that's how we, we started that network. So if you're dealing with issues yourself, you can always go, go trial someone out and and test out some, uh, some providers that way, create your network that way, but also just, you know, talk, whether it's in a podcast form or whatever, uh, whatever the case is and develop the network that way too, for sure. Yeah. And it's, and it doesn't have to be competitive in any way. I mean, we're both physical therapists. Like we have trainers on the podcast all the time. Like, You know, it's great to talk shop, but it's also like, we're not a great fit for everybody. You know what I mean? So if somebody's on the podcast, like, you know what? Marissa seems really, really cool. Those pro form guys, they're, I'm all set. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, Hey, you never know, you know? So it's, it, it's nice in that fact too, where it's, it's, yeah, we're promoting you and your business, but it's also a good way for us to get to know you better. You know what I mean? And that was the whole purpose of this podcast. And everybody always asks me, they're like, oh, so it's like, what are you going to do with it? It's like, no, I mean, it's just local. It's just local. Like, we we like to just establish relationships with it. We like to promote people because that's what it is. You know, we like to support people and um, we like everybody to, to, you know, have a resource and, you know, we want to see everybody succeed. So that's just, that's just the way it is. And it's so validating because, I mean, right now I'm only just me. So solo, solo PT. And I miss working with a team. I miss bouncing ideas off of people across the clinic and like, Hey, I got so-and-so coming in. Like, what would you recommend? Or, um, but it's just super validating. Like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like we're, we're going into this different direction, uncharted territory. Like, like you guys are, you guys are killing it. And like, so I look up to you guys. Yeah, as no, well. I appreciate and, that. I appreciate that. And this we is, have fun. This is just fun. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you got you got more of a team than you think. Obviously, I know you're talking about like the immediate team, the, sure. the yeah. PT team, but like I mean, you you being that close to CrossFit, you got the coaches there, all that kind of stuff, and and that's the beauty of um, social media nowadays is you can be in touch with someone like that, you know, and someone that maybe you never even met in person, which is the crazy concept. We take a step back and think about that. That is kind of crazy. You've never met someone in person across the world and you have a like numerous conversations, pretty in-depth. And it's like, oh man, I really like this person. You really have no idea who that person is. It's, it's kind of a crazy concept. Literally <laughs> happened to me. Um, kind of a crazy concept. I had gone through like a PT entrepreneur program when I first got started and met some people virtually through that process. And then one of them ended up moving to Boston and she has her cash practice in Boston. And she was up in like the Seacoast area over Memorial Day. And she's like, hey, Marissa, I'm going to be like, around do you want to do murph together and so we actually like two years later we actually got to that's meet awesome. in person yeah that's cool work out together and yeah. die together <laughs> like, yeah for like, sure no way but i think that's that's also the tough part nowadays with people wanting this instant gratification right there's a it's, it's all for the long-term benefit right i mean i met a coach at um that raised the bar conference that we we're at and this guy i mean he's unbelievable this guy's located in california right but he's already sent me three patients. Like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, clients of his. That's one of awesome. one of which was uh, was my patient first, and then her husband came, and then now I got this other guy coming in a couple weeks. You know what I mean? So it's like it's so powerful. You know what I mean? And it's people take. They're just like, ah, oh, it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. It's like, why do you want your profile stuff everywhere? It's like, dude, I'm always brand new. You know what I mean? If I didn't do that, that guy wouldn't know who I was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. I don't know. I in you know there are things that we've done, you know, that are still taking place that could take another year. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Oh yeah. Um. So it's it's the long game, and you just have to just keep doing it. But the more that you do all these little incremental things over time, they're all just going to happen at once, and you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. compounds. Yeah. yeah just yeah, compounds because sure. it's like the thing that we did three years ago is just happening now. The thing we did a year ago is happening now. So it's like. You know, it's it it all just eventually just adds up to one, you know. And isn't thing. that exactly what we tell our patients? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I know this doesn't make sense right now, but like we're in it for the long game. And that's it's it's tough when you know the end goal. You're like, oh, yeah, you're going to get there. But as that patient in the process or as the business owner that's growing in the process, you're like, yeah. do we really know that yeah. this is going to yeah. work out? Yeah. So, um yeah, so many similarities totally. with that. And we have a lot of um, we have a lot of PTs that listen to this podcast too. Some of which own their own practices as well, right? Which is awesome to to have. But with that being said, with your business, because you're are you two years? You, it will be yeah. This is year say, two, close, right? Yeah, yeah, two years. Yep. So within those two years, what has been the most challenging part of being a quote unquote business owner? And if there was anything that you could tell yourself two years ago <laughs> that would have helped you, yeah. whether avoid challenge or whatever it may be, yeah. what, what would that be? Oh, gosh, those are great questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's my podcast. So. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So I think, honestly, the most challenging part for me has been all the little things that I do, you know, if I stay up late to do like 
that whole work-life balance, right? You know, like that at the beginning, it just seemed never ending. And so I had a hard time with boundaries. Um, and also sometimes it was really challenging when my friends would be like, oh, hey, you want to do this or do that? And like, no, I can't. Like, I know I have a flexible schedule, but, um, and these were healthcare providers. They just, they just didn't get it. Um, so that was, that was tough. That was tough to kind of weather the storm. And I felt really alone and, oh gosh, don't want to hit the rack. It's okay. Rack. We all hit the rack. <laughs> we're in there. You're in it. And I think what I would tell myself is keep believing. Don't give up on that dream. It does work out. You, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I would just say that again and again, um, because it's so, it's so different than anything else I've ever done. And the satisfaction I have, it, I really believe that it's a calling, you know, it's not just a job. It's not just something that I'm doing to make eventually, you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars in this, like, that's not the goal. Right. It's really how I feel like I can best help people. Yeah. So don't let go of the dream. Yeah. But you, you brought up a great point. I mean, owning your business and the, being an entrepreneur is a very lonely place to be. And that's why it's nice to have a network, right? And you almost have to constantly reevaluate your circle because if there are people in there that are, you know, holding you back or always questioning what you're doing um, and making you question yourself, then you have to question whether or not you want them in your circle, right? So because that's, they don't get it, you know what I mean? And, that, and they don't have to, that's okay, right? Um, nobody's saying they do, but unless you're actually there, you won't be able to fully understand, right. you know, it's, it's tough. And then when you yeah. find people that get it, you're like, oh, <laughs> we're keeping you around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that's very powerful to have. You need that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, the only other thing that I, the only other question that I had for you, cause I know we're kind of running out of time, but the only other question I had for you was, I mean, you've gone through this whole clinical specialty, right? Um, I know that there are probably people out there that are like, oh, I want to do a clinical specialty. Like, what's that process look like? You know, because uh, like whether it's OCS or NCS or whatever, you know, is is that something that, you know, is a process where you have to fill out an application online and then you have to do a residency within like a certain network of places, right? Like how long does that take, you know, and and what does that overall process look like for something like that? Yeah, great question. And I I don't know how this relates for OCS and, and different other specialties. So I can only comment on my experience. But um, yeah, I never thought I would do residency or a specialty. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need to do that. Uh, but here I am and I loved it and it's a great decision. So there is an online application through... Um, and I'm going to mess up the abbreviation. I think it's like ABPTS, the American Board we're of Physical We're Therapy. big on messing up the abbreviations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see it, but it just doesn't come out. I got you. So there's an online application. And once you apply to that general program, you have an option of looking at several locations throughout the country. Every residency program has a different time commitment. Um, some of them you can do remotely. You don't need to be there in person, but there are always mentoring hours that you need to have someone being with you as you're treating. And then also continuing education hours, so many different requirements. So f through my process that I went through at Brooks, 
there was an interview process, you know, you really need to make sure that you fit in that environment and that they think you're a good fit as well. So that's super important too, because I, I was looking at going a couple different places and this one really spoke to me. So making sure that that's a mutual fit. And then um, this program was a year long and it was 40 hours a week. You were working in some type of clinical setting. So we worked in a skilled nursing facility and we would rotate like every couple months. All different documentation systems too. Oh, that yeah. was oh, that gosh. was a joy. Oh, <laughs> uh, skilled nursing facility, outpatient, and then there was inpatient neuro and brain injury floor, spinal cord injury floor, stroke floor. So you got intensive time, forty hours a week in that setting. Um, we had classes at night. I honestly don't know how we did it all, but like <laughs> somehow it happened. Classes at night, weekend CEUs. We had different projects. Um, we had to create a couple different case studies, case reports. I actually have one that is finally out for publication. I submitted it, so we'll see. We'll see if it gets accepted. But that that was four years ago, and it's coming back around. <laughs> um, but the mentoring was absolutely incredible to have someone different than when I was a student with a clinical, a CI, having someone ask you those questions. Why, why are you doing that? Or also providing support and like, yeah, you made the right decision. That was a really complex situation and you did a great job handling that. But just having that colleague as mentoring, that was, that was by far the best part of residency. And then also meeting other individuals. There were 20 different PTs and OTs doing a neuro program, doing the GCS, the geriatric specialty, ortho, pediatrics, um, and really being surrounded by those individuals who wanted to be better and wanted to advance the profession. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah. That's great. It was a great experience. Yeah, I, it almost sounds like we should do something like that for like PCPs, like for people. You know, it's like you see, you had a great experience. You went through this interview process, all that kind of stuff. People get strung along where through the healthcare system where it's like, yeah, I don't really like my PCP. It's like, well, why are you still going? You know, it's, it's, it's if you don't resonate with that person, that person's literally overseeing your your bodily health right now and you don't connect with that person. That sounds problematic. You know, we should have that with with your, you should shop around for PT, all that kind of stuff. Just like you would shop around for a program like that. Because it's, it's your health and your life you're talking about, you know. it's it's Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people don't understand that they also have an option. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And for I sure. think that's the problem. There's not enough awareness. Like, yeah. you can go anywhere. Well, I mean, obviously, if you have an HMO or PPO, like, that, that changes things. But yeah. you still have an option. For sure. Like, for if sure. you have a list of doctors, you should probably go through the list and not just say, this one looks yeah. good. This yeah. is close. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, this is close. This is convenient. Yeah. Because convenience isn't always the best option, you know. Yeah. Um, unless you're in Salisbury and you live in the area. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty there good. you go. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great point for sure. So what does the vision of Magnify look like? Where are we headed in mm. the next three to five years with this bad boy gets me fired up <laughs> so right now my two locations are nestled within a crossfit gym each of them which is awesome i feel like i have such great ability to interact with those members there the coaches the staff the team um super visible and it's 
it just makes sense. You know, you're, you're having difficulty in that space. Hey, let's rehab you in that space. Um, but eventually I'd love to have my own space, like my own, my own little safe, (laughs) safe place, um, where anyone can access me. I do the dream. There we go again. The dream really is to be the CrossFit provider of choice for those athletes in the seacoast. Um, and so having a space where we will have a squat rack in, in my location, um, but being able to also be accessible for people who have neurologic injuries for them to come in, um, and to help them get to be extraordinary, not just good enough and to have a space for that. Um, I'd love to grow and have another couple PTs, have another admin, um, and just to be an incredible resource to that Seacoast community. Yeah. So I love it. It's in there. I love it. It's working. It'll happen. It'll yeah. happen. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it took us, it took us five, five years to have our own standalone space. So mm-hmm. it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Oh, so, yeah. but it's all worth it in the end. You can look back on it and be like, I remember when I was in that little office with mm-hmm. that one little office chair and mm-hmm. Nick and I were sharing a 800 square foot space. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're like, now, how do we ever do that? I know. <laughs> That's crazy. When you, uh, think, when you think back to it, yeah, like, man, crazy. I was I was doing like agility drills in there. How do yeah. we do that? Yeah. One treatment room, to, <laughs> one treatment room to three, four, four PTs. Oh point, my gosh. Man. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, we made it work and yeah. we're super grateful and appreciative for what we have now. So I think it's, it's, it was worth it to go through that. So, uh, if people are interested in working with you, Marissa, how can they find you? Whether it's Instagram or. Yeah. So Instagram for sure. Magnify physical therapy. Also my website, the best spot to go magnifypt.com. I offer free phone consults. So if people just have questions like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with some back pain. What do I do? I love having that interaction with people and pointing them in the right direction. Like, Hey, maybe this would be a good fit for you. Maybe not. So on my website, there's a spot. I have an online calendar. Um, you can see all the different types of individuals I work with. I am also on Facebook. I think it's very similar. Magnify physical therapy, YouTube. So yeah, and I'll I'll make sure to tag that in the cool. show notes too, so that people can just click the button instead of having to listen to this five million times. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Like, is there anything you got coming up that you want to put out there? Or? Yeah. Oh, that's actually a great idea. And I saw you guys are doing a breathwork workshop yeah. too, so yes. that must be the vibe yeah. going on. Is that on. what you're yeah. doing? Yeah. When are you doing yours? August second. Oh, so cool. Part August of August sixth. That's yeah. so yeah, that's funny. A, August second. Yeah. So that's a Wednesday. Yeah, we're doing the bed race on Thursday. Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So yeah. I'm partnering with um, Heather. She's a breathwork coach. Nice. That's awesome. I'm just, I'm so excited. So important. Oh, yeah. Just to have the time to talk about those things. Honestly, those workshops we've done, like the, the breath related stuff, those are like the biggest they, ones. They, yeah. big the hits. biggest ones. We did, yeah. uh, you did one at the beach. At the beach. It was huge. Ooh. And yeah. was That's that last year or the year before? That was last year. Yeah. Last spring. That was huge. Nice. We had like, yeah. And that was, and then everybody ran in the ocean after. It was actually yeah. Oh, really I cool. love that. Yeah. Little so, Vegas nerve. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, so actually, they, send me that information yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. We got that one last question. What's, what's one piece of health advice that you could offer listeners today that they can implement right away? Today, right away. First thing that comes to my mind, sleep. 
get your sleep. Nice. Just dial it in. That is where it starts. That is where your body does all the best recovery. Yeah. Yep. And if you're having trouble with sleep, we can chat about that because yep. that's, For sure. that's something that you've been designed with as your natural recovery. So start there. Sleep is huge. Yep. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you, Marissa, for Thanks coming so on down. And uh, we look forward to awesome. all of your success and growth in the future. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at proformptma.com or on social media at proformptma. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.